want to learn how to become a millionaire? Are you committed to having financial freedom? To learn the secrets to building and managing a million dollar business, whatever it takes? Because today the opportunities are greater than ever to achieve your goals. Welcome to How to Be a Millionaire. In this show, we are on a mission to educate and empower a thousand new millionaires over the next 10 years through our nonprofit foundation at millionairestraining.org and through our fast track implementation programs at millionairesacademy.com. I'm your host, Sydney O'Sullivan. Some call me the Millionaire's Mentor because I've been building million dollar businesses for over 20 years. And in this show, I interview other millionaires in my network and get them sharing their best advice to create your big vision, discover your life purpose and legacy, build your dream team, develop a millionaire mindset, scale your business, invest for success, and manage and share your wealth and prosperity over the long term. I hope you enjoy the show. Tell me, why did you decide that having a business partner was the answer for you at that time? Was it to balance out skills that you didn't have or bring in more investment or share the workload? Those are all really good reasons to have a partner. Right? It was really share the workload. I looked at it as, you know, most agencies are built on this tripod model where you have the person that's in charge of the, or departments in charge of business development and account services, managing clients, getting clients and managing clients, right? Then you have the, the technical side, especially if you're focused on online marketing, where you've got, you need digital experts, you need website designers, you need people that can do SEO or email marketing or whatever your specialty is. And then you have the creative side, the graphic designers, the brand managers, what does it look and feel like? The photographers. I can do all of those things. I can, <laughs> but I realized I don't want to. I don't, that's not gonna, I wanna stay in my lane. I wanna stay in my area of, you know, my zone of genius, I've, other people call it, right? I wanted to stay in that. So I got the business partners to take up the slack. Um, so one of the business partners was the technical and digital director, and the other was the creative and graphic design and brand director. And then I was responsible for business development, sales, client relations, and strategy. That's that's how we broke it up. That makes sense. Yeah. If you find um, that you have you share the workload by synergistic skill sets, you know, mm -hmm. you can you can each then you can scale because you've got they can bring in more people under them. You can bring in more people under you as you grow, if you need to, but you're right. Like it's just not sustainable. If you're trying to do everything, you, you just can't grow because no, yeah. And you women, women have a, a huge burnout rate. This is one of the things that I've seen. We get adrenal burnout because we'll just go and go and go until we collapse or get sick. Oh yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Right. And so I thought that that was going to be the solution for me. Um, and, and, and men get it too. I mean, men have heart attacks and stuff, you know, so, I mean, it happens, yeah. but yeah. with women, we'll just, we can just keep firing until suddenly we just, we just feel like the life's drained out of us. So, yeah. All right. And, and that worked, that worked to a point, the, the, the issue that I, the reason why I walked away from that business, it still runs today. It's very successful agency doing traditional ad agency type work. Um, but the reason why I walked away was because I still felt like I wasn't really living my true life's purpose. I really wasn't making an impact. To me, you know, doing website design or putting a dentist on the front page of Google or whatever, <laughs> it was okay. It was a great, it was a nice way to get paid, but still it wasn't me 
sharing my message with the world, inspiring and empowering others and lifting them up. And that's really what I wanted to do. So I gave my business partners a two year notice instead of a two week notice, I gave them a two year notice. I said, this is really what I'm going to be doing with my career and with my gifts and my talents. And in two years, I'm going to make this happen. I have a, I had a plan and a roadmap and I gave them the notice. And so we built, uh, we built more systems and support and processes in the agency so that when I walked away, the agency didn't crumble. And that was another important lesson that I learned. How do you do that? How do you work yourself out of a company? And I had to do it in that agency. Um, and so- kind of cool about that. I used to do that every time I left a corporate job um, because I was always wanting to move on to do something else. And <laughs> I, um, I, would, uh, I would actually create an entire set of like procedures, everything that I did in the job, I would set up and I would make sure that I transitioned and trained up my replacement. And so I was always welcome back as a consultant at those companies because they were so impressed with how I left. But what I was actually just, uh, just doing another one of my interviews and he was saying that what he did was he actually got somebody to, to go around and set up all the systems like, uh, what do you call it, shadow him. So I'm thinking that another thing that we could maybe give people as advice to ourselves as well is systemizing everything like so yesterday I actually spent a couple of hours just making an entire list of everything that I do to put on a summit right and uh, making listing out everything so that it's duplicatable I do that now with everything I do do you do that too like you, you should be you should be creating your 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 manual for your replacement as you go as you're doing it yes yeah, as you go not not when you want to leave but so that you can grow yeah and I was doing it then just because I mean, we literally started that ad agency from nothing. It was an, we had an office with folding chairs and a card table, literally, that was it. There was nothing in it. We had to build it all from scratch. I got the clients, uh, they, my two business partners figured out the back end of the business and what the production needed to be and all that. But we only were starting to document my part of the business when I gave them the the notice and said, I'm out of here, I'm leaving. And that was what forced us to do it. But now that I'm in this business and now that I know better because I went through it, now I'm making conscious efforts to document and systemize like you. So yes, it's that's great advice that you're giving your listeners. Yeah, I think it's really important if you wanna uh, basically be able to repeat because yeah. a, big, a big part of success is looking at, uh, I think, you know, you and I both, uh, we, we hang around the same communities and stuff. So we have the same philosophy, I think, and that is that focus on the 20% that's getting you the best results, that's, you know, bringing you the most joy, uh, bringing in the most money, you know, the 20% of the ideal clients, et cetera, and then figure out how to attract more of those and get your prices up and then, you know, scale. In yes. order to, in order to that, you have to have systems. So, yes. um, now, okay, so then let's go on to what you, uh, so you're, you then, what you're doing now is you're working with a lot of uh, people who want to build their businesses, right? So you're, you're also known as the six-figure coach. So right. you get a lot of your, uh, you were telling me that you get a lot of your leads from speaking and mm -hmm. um, tell us what you're doing that's working for you, bringing in, well, actually, let's go back a little bit and say, uh, is there anything you would do differently knowing what you know now? and advice you would give people with the opportunities that are you know, around us now, what would you be saying to people if they wanna to scale to a seven figure business right now, knowing what you know now? Really the, the 
the difference for me was in the offer, was in what is it that you're selling? If you want to scale and you want to get to six figures or seven figures, you need to have the right offer. It's really hard to do with low ticket items. And I know that this is popular, especially in the funnel community where they're like, oh, you know what you need? You need a $47 lead magnet and you're going to sell it to a million people or whatever the, the concept is. I think the opposite. Instead of building your business from the bottom up, build it from the top down, <laughs> right? And so if you want to build a seven-figure company, sell, sell something, sell an offer that is more expensive because then, then you need fewer clients. Clients and audience building is the hardest part of building a seven-figure business. So instead of having a $50 offer, have a $5,000 offer or a $50,000 offer. It's a lot faster and easier to get to seven figures with a bigger offer than it is with a small offer. So that's, that's just my philosophy based on what I know now. Yeah, I agree with you. And, and my experience is that um, the more the clients can afford to pay, Mm -hmm. the easier they are to work with generally because if, if you're getting the right kind of clients, if you're doing your client uh, attraction process right and you're clear on who you want to work with, but they tend to be used to being successful and they have people around them that can support them, um, mm -hmm. like, you know, team and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. uh, so you, if they, and they respect your time more because they, they respect their time, right? So, and so having a lot of clients that are paying you lesser amounts can be a lot more draining and, and difficult than having a few clients that are paying you top dollar, right? Yeah. So what are your tips then on getting yourself at that position to where you can sort of charge like a luxury brand? Like what do you, uh, you know, where you position yourself at the higher level? What advice so, do you have? So I kind of stumbled into this by accident. Let me take you back to when I was closing out the agency. And I told my business partners in the two-year notice that I gave them, I said, this is what I really want to do with my life is, is I had the kind of the vision for, for Boss Women Rock, but I didn't have all of the details worked out. And because I had already built a seven-figure company, I was starting to get asked to speak purely by accident. They were just asking me to speak at entrepreneur conferences because my business was successful. And I stumbled on stage one day and I was on a social media panel. I wasn't a keynoter back then. I wasn't the main star or opening up conferences or anything yet. And I was sitting on a social media panel with probably four or five other women and uh, just sharing what is work, what was working then in social media. And I had a, a light bulb moment when I was sitting on stage. I'm, I'm sitting on stage. This conference is sponsored by Blue Cross Blue Shields, the insurance company. There are about 350 community and business leaders in the room. And the spotlight was on me. I actually have a photo of the moment that this epiphany happened. Someone took the picture and I was like, oh my gosh, this is what was going through my mind while you were taking that picture. And I started to realize, wow, what a superpower speaking is, being the authority. As soon as you step on stage, all of the eyes are on you. And I went into that purely by accident. I didn't build the agency speaking. That was a byproduct of having built an agency. Okay. So I totally figured this out by accident. It wasn't like I said, oh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to be a speaker one day. It, it wasn't that at all. So I built a business. Then I started speaking and I realized, wow, what a gift. What an amazing opportunity to be able to have my business in the spotlight, have my gifts and talents recognized, be able to impact other people's lives with what I know. And then I'd step off stage and at the end, 
people are coming up and telling me how great it was. And thank you so much for being here. And I was like, wow, this is making me feel really great about myself. <laughs> right? Like, this is fun. This is an awesome way of growing your business. It's a good fit for your personality too. Like, yeah, I, I imagine I know, I've seen you speak, and you're a very engaging and entertaining speaker. So, yeah. if you you know, it's a natural fit for you to be that. And I, I actually, I've gotten up on stage in front of. I remember I, I had five minutes. I bought a sponsorship position at an event that was about five hundred people. Yeah. I had a booth at the back of the event, um, and I, I had five minutes on stage. Was part of my sponsorship uh, pack, and I was teaching people how to be speakers. Right, how to be uh, speakers and authors and I literally went up on stage and I said something like you know who do you think is going to have the chance of talking to the most people at this event me up here on stage or you sitting in that seat in the audience and be honest with me how many of you have watched speakers and thought you could do a better job than the speaker and everybody was like and when I got off the stage I think it took me three minutes I got off the stage I said I'm at the back of the room if you want to become a speaker if you're ready to move from the chair to the stage come and see me at the back of the room right and they rushed to the back of the room and it was like I had a partner at the time she was just signing them up while I took while I did the you know I was like the Pied Piper right you know because I only had five minutes on that stage but that's the power of being on stage as for you we call it the halo effect Turns yeah, you into yeah. an instant celebrity. Instant, instant. You don't have to write a book. You don't have to create a podcast. You don't have to be on TV. You're automatically on stage and you're seen as the expert. You know, now, now, now I know some other things about, you yeah, know. We're going to talk about that because it's not easy. You happen to be lucky in that you'd, you'd built a, a seven figure business and then people right. wanted to hear how you did it. Um, but there is actually strategy around getting booked as a speaker and really leveraging it like you have. And can I just ask you, because I have a lot of audience that are, that are authors, do okay. you use books in your business? I do. So, so here's where I, the story, the next story I was going to say, so you're like right on it, um, was that I, so I was speaking by accident, not speaking with purpose, not speaking with intention, not even speaking professionally. I was just up there sharing what was working for me, period. That's it. Okay. I didn't have a fancy photo shoot. I didn't have a personal brand. I didn't have any of that stuff. I just had a successful business. So number one, what do you have that's a success that you could share with other people? Hey, I did this thing. It worked out really well for me. And, and you can turn that into speaking opportunities and, and turn it into books. And so about, oh, I would say two or three months after I had that epiphany on the social media panel, I was in Dallas at Entrepreneur Magazine conference, not as a speaker, as a participant in the audience. I'm sitting in the front row and Barbara Corcoran from Shark Tank. I love her. I love her. Yeah. I've seen her speak. She's amazing. She's she's like the original influencer brand. Uh, She invented putting your picture on on your business card for real estate agents. And she also, she started her business uh, as a real estate agent placing ads in newspapers that of other people's listings, premium listings to build her celebrity brand. Yeah. So, and yeah. She, she created a, a concept called the Corcoran report, which was a report of all of the homes or the apartments that had sold in New York city. It was just a, it was a list, a compilation. It wasn't anything fancy. She wasn't sitting down writing an editorial article. It was literally a list of all of the sales that had happened in that week or whatever. And she started releasing it to the media. 
and started to get articles in newspapers and, and getting a lot of media attention and asked to share her ideas on television and became an expert and an authority in real estate. And so she was telling us the story at the Entrepreneur Magazine conference about how she did that. And I was like, yeah, that's why I know these things because I was using these principles when I worked at Kennedy Space Center. I've also worked in television. I've worked at two TV stations and I had all this experience, but I just wasn't really applying it as a business owner. I was, you know, like I said, I was kind of in just uh, go find a client and get paid mode versus trying to build up an authority or a brand or celebrity or influence. And so, um, uh, so then I realized at the end of her presentation, they rush her off stage and send her into the back room, which created scarcity, which made everybody want to talk to her even more then. And then they roll out the book table with her Shark Tales book on it. And it's a bright yellow book. And she, you know, so there's a pile of a table full of her books on it. And she wasn't even standing at the table. Someone else was selling her books for her, like your assistant was at your event. And she's there, she's just making money and she wasn't even there. And I was like, so then I started to connect. And the she's two. been paid and she's been paid. And, been paid. and yeah. they paid for her hotel and her airfare. Right. Right? And I, I told my husband, because I drag him along to conferences with me. I was like, that is what I'm going to do. I'm going to speak and I'm going to write a book because it still helps you. It gives people what they want. It gives them access to you. It gives you the ability to scale your message, uh, gives you the ability to, to make money when you're not there. Right. And so that's what I did. So I came back home after those two experiences and I wrote my book. I wrote the first book, Boss Woman Rock. And that was on um, it, the release date was actually December 15th of 2018. And this week, I have relaunched it. I've relaunched the book, rebranded it, re-updated it, and just refreshed it with some new concepts for 2021. And I'm going to do a big relaunch, relaunch, uh, book relaunch in um, January with my oh, cool. and all that stuff. So yeah, I love books. I think they're important, especially if you want to get on stages. I've written four now. That was my first one, but it's my most popular one. And um, yeah, it's, those two things go together like Peanut butter and jelly. They are. They are super you want to do, and you do a lot of your. You get a lot of your premium clients from speaking and yes. being being an author, a published author, yes. helps a lot with getting those speaking gigs, right? And being taken yes. it just adds to your credibility in such a big way. And uh, so, just just for the um, people out there who haven't written a book yet, what was your process? How long did it take you to get that first book out? Did you find it really hard, or was it easy for okay, you? Okay, so so the first time was awful. I, it literally took me forever because I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't have an editor. I was thinking, oh, I'll just do it myself. I had a Google Drive folder system set up with I basically data dumped which I do not recommend doing. I just dumped everything that I knew about marketing into a Google document. It was hundreds of pages long with no format, <laughs> no rhyme or reason. I just completely, complete disaster. I, I, I said, I will never do it this way again. So I, call, I hired my editor, Kimberly. I said, help me. I need help. I need you to take all this mess of information, this 25 years of knowledge that I have, and I need you to make sense out of it. And so she made sense out of it. And that's she- That's what we do with our clients. It's usually help, help them to go from, they have, they're just overwhelmed with all the knowledge that they're trying to pack into a book. Mm -hmm. And we start with the structure first. We start with the goals. What, what, what is this book for? What's it, you know, brochure to sell? Or what is it, you know, what does it mean for you? You know, mm -hmm. why do you need to write this book? What, what's, what's your outcome, you know? And then, because uh, for some people it's legacy. 
One of my clients just wrote a book of her parents' lives and surprised them with it for their 88th birthday, which was super fun. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, actually we've sold more of that book than we have her other book, which is, um, it's like a self-development book. So just, you just never know, right? Who thought that people would be so interested in somebody else's parents, right? So anyway, but um, but for us, we look at books as a business card on steroids, right? We're like, it clarifies your information. It gets it into a structure that you can then uh, you can use then to create signature talks and signature webinars and so many things from there, right? Merchandise. Oh, so okay. So, 100%. so, like, so yeah. now you know two years after writing the Boss Woman Rock book and writing a bunch of other books in between three other ones. Um, when I was going, and why to, did you write the other ones? Uh, they just had different purposes. One of them is a time management book. It's completely, completely different purpose. One of them I wrote with two business partners, um, my, my former business partners. And so they had, they just had different purposes and, and yeah. different. So like I write a book for, I wrote a book recently, oh, I don't know, a while ago, but I just use it because it's all the questions that people ask me all the time about writing a book. Yeah. And um, it just frees up my time. So like if there's something in your business that, you don't want to keep having to tell people, right? You can put it into a book and a training program. Some people will read the book. Some people will read the training program or will need the training program, but it just helps you free up your time if you're doing something repetitive, right? Plus, right. yes. So when I was looking at- easy lead converter for me. So people will say to me, mm-hmm. uh, I have a Facebook page, for instance, called Publish a Book. And every day we get people saying, tell me how to get my book published. And I just send them a copy of that book, digital book. And some of them will become, you know, we'll take it to the next level, but it just gives them what they need without um, taking up my time, right? Right, and I think that's an important point that you're making. Hi, this is Sydney, and thanks for listening to the show today. If you liked today's episode, please let us know. Hit the subscribe button so you can get updates on our new episodes. Leave us a comment or review. We love all of your feedback. Share the show with your friends and most importantly, come introduce yourself at our free online community at millionairestraining.org.